Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. Welcome to Cavs the Podcast. I'm Nate Smith, and I am here with Evil Genius for the last time this season. For the for the last podcast from the queue. Yeah, <laughs> they're already calling it the what is it? The, the Rocket, Rocket Mortgage, Mortgage Field House, House with a capital Doom. F and a capital H. <laughs> yeah, should be a should be a capital W T H. Yeah, it's a it's. I mean, give me your take first. Well, first of all, if you're going to rename something, don't do it the last. Don't don't have the, don't have a halftime show with Flo Rida talking about singing about what the new name is. Like, <laughs> do it in the off season. Announce it as as something that fans can look forward to. You know, in the fall when you say, "Hey, we're going to unveil." The, that's what they were originally going to do. They were going to un- do a big unveiling this summer. And announced the name then, and for some reason they decided to do it now. Yeah, <laughs> and I have to believe it's got something to do with money because probably, but they're the same company, right? Quicken Loans and Rocket Mortgage. Yeah, I like, think they're just basically renaming the company. But right, I guess. I mean, but the dumb thing is, there's already a Houston Rockets. <laughs> Well, so, the other dumb thing is who, the who rocket, plays rocket. I mean, sorry, yeah, but no, who plays who plays baseball in a field house or basketball in a field house other than the Pacers? Well, I mean, there's yeah, or like Allen Fieldhouse, or yeah, it's more of a more of a Kansas Indiana kind of thing. But it's also more of a more of a field house, like more of a. Hey, this is where we're going to go inside to play soccer or baseball. It's a field yeah. house or football, yeah. right? It's the you don't want to call it a dome, so you call it a field house. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's dumb. a dumb name. Um, I do. I, I did break bust out my uh, Sean Connery. You know, welcome to the rock. Uh, <laughs> you know, get Jeff earlier. So, well, the, GIF, the GIF, crazy uh, thing, the thing that just makes no sense about it. I mean. You've got the Houston Rockets, so Rocket Fieldhouse is like really should be for that team if you're gonna have a fieldhouse. Um, yeah. That 
has the name Rocket in it. Um, the other thing when you is, said when you just said that it sounded like you said Rocket Fueled House, which is actually cooler. <laughs> that is cooler. Um, but then, uh oh, a little Paul George injury here. Oh um, no, not the same kind. I hope. No, no, no. It's just they're working on his shoulder. So, um, but the other thing is, it's like. The tie-ins you could have done, now obviously it would have made sense to do it like a year or two ago when they actually, you know, introduced Rocket Mortgage, but how about R-O-C-K-I-T for Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? You know, or the other thing is there are other companies called Rock uh, Ventures or whatever, and it's right. like, okay, well, if you're going to do that, do that with some kind of Cleveland Rock and Roll City tie-in, like, or... Or even like R-O-Q-I-T. Like, the one thing I didn't love Quicken Loans Arena, but it, the Q is definitely an arena name that grows on you. You know what I mean? Like it well, was it's just going cool. to be the rock now, right? I guess. I just... Well, you're not going to call it the mortgage or, <laughs> or the house. Yeah, but it just doesn't make any sense. Like... Right, ah, just it's, it's dumb. All the, and the logo. Did you see the I'm logo? I'm just gonna write that now. Yeah, yeah, I know it's bad. It's, it's all bad. <laughs> but that's just it. Like, yeah. look, Dan Gilbert. Dan Gilbert is great about spending money. He's not exactly the the least tacky person out there. <laughs> no, he... with that's a billionaire spending money. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I love the guy for spending the spending the money that he has to, you know, to to buy a championship or make the team what it is, but. You know, I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's odd. His, now, taste, now, his taste is just, just okay. Yeah, I was at the game tonight, and I will say one of the cool things they did, they get a ton of giveaways tonight. Um, they had probably half a dozen people won $5,000 towards their mortgage. Really? Uh, yeah, I'm not, not I'm not kidding. And they were giving away things like uh, trips to – and trips to uh the draft they were giving away um season tickets for next year uh hard to complain about that i mean no again, no i mean that all, was really cool all kudos to Cavs dan and and his management team for i mean they are they've always been great to the fans yeah so. and they gave away five thousand dollars free play at jack casino you know all that kind of stuff so um nice. yeah everybody did you, even, did you win that no are you calling I, me from there now i did not when I got the backpack giveaway, so I guarantee you if you'd have won, you did get the back. Okay, you got something. Yeah, but I guarantee you if you'd won the 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 five grit, well, that's right, you don't get. Although I'm sending my backpack to uh if, to Elijah Kim, who who's who gave me the tickets. Uh, oh, nice. I have two school age daughters. I have so many, and every year they've gotten a new backpack. So I have so many backpacks in my house. I but not, it's not a <laughs> but it's not a Cavs giveaway backpack. No, but I don't need another backpack. No, I know. <laughs> and well, uh, at least at least the the best giveaway was was the the love the fans gave to Channing ta- Channing uh, Fry tonight because man, Channing awesome. Fry scored ten points, dude. If he scored like that, like if they if he'd done that throughout the year, he might not be retiring. Yeah, it, well, it was all adrenaline, but yeah, it was really fun. I mean, that was, and and they made that whole Channing retirement thing a lot of fun. Oh and, yeah, way more fun than the Dwayne Wade retirement <laughs> that will not die. It just will yeah. never end. It's like, Although uh, D Wade scored thirty points 
tonight. Well, you no, know if you look at D-Wade's numbers down the stretch as the um, as they were shooting for a playoff spot, I mean, he really played his butt off. Uh, yeah, I think the Heat were officially eliminated tonight, though, with the Detroit crazy 30-point comeback win. Oh, I didn't realize they came back from that big. Yeah. Oh, they were yeah. down... They're down like 30 in the first half, I think. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Yeah, and that pretty much eliminates the Hornets, who beat the Cavs tonight. Because uh, I think the Hornets are still alive because they won the season series with the Pistons, but, right, but the, the Pistons, Pistons would have to lose, lose their last to the game. Knicks. Right, so that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, even if the right. Knicks tried... They couldn't beat the Pistons. I I don't think at this point. So, although the Knicks are far enough ahead where they could try if they wanted to. Yeah, and I don't think the standings in the loss column uh, can change. So, so yeah, they they I guess they could try. I'm not. <laughs> um, it would be fun. Uh, but yeah, but then the Hornets, the Hornets have to beat Orlando. Yeah, and give um, yeah. Let me pull up the box score here, but give uh, all the credit in the world to um, uh, the Hornets who played a very focused game tonight and did not mess around with the Cavs. Oh yeah, no, they hustled. They hustled for most of the game. It yeah, seemed and, like, and from, Cavs, from my perspective. Yeah, the Cavs definitely did not. Um, well, A, play defense. I mean, what were the numbers? Well, certainly not perimeter defense. <laughs> no, uh, 22 of 44 for the Hornets, which is a ridiculous number. Um, yeah. I think Dwayne Bacon scored <laughs> the... Oh, yeah. He, well, he they had, were they were 6 of 7 in the first quarter from 3. Yeah, he had 18 points. Uh, Kemba Walker had 23 on 4 for 10 from downtown. And Jeremy Lamb basically put him to sleep in the third quarter or in the fourth quarter. I I don't think he played much before the fourth. And then in the fourth, he just blew up, and that was pretty much it. Well, is it Macau Bridges that plays for them? Uh, No, it's... Um, is the other one Miles? Miles Bridges plays for them. Because yeah. he was 4 or 5 from 3. Yeah, I mean, he all was these also very just... good, 18 points. Um. But the Cavs don't really come out and guard the perimeter at all. Like no. only when only when Nawaba's on the court and he was yeah, only on the court for like fifteen minutes. Bigs. Yeah, yeah. Bigs that can shoot really hurt the Cavs. Um, although, but the Cavs weren't looking to win this game at no. all. They were just looking to honor Channing, I think, and then yeah, you know, just make sure that they tied the Suns and the. In the loss column, so they can flip a coin for ping pong ball. Who also lost? Who also lost? Yep. Yeah. And um, yeah, Channing Fry, great game, ten points. Um, in seven minutes, they were feeding him like crazy on the block, uh, picking pops out of the three point line. But he made a couple tough threes with yeah. guys on him. He banked. And, uh, he banked the shot in and. And then he got fouled, and they—you <laughs> could tell the guy that he was playing was really annoyed. Yeah. Um, and then only Cav, only Cav, not the negatives tonight. Channing yeah. Fry. Yeah, and it was funny because a lot of the the Hornets were laughing when he was on the line, like uh, <laughs> like they couldn't believe the whole place was going nuts for him. MVP chance raining down. I um, I tweeted it was like it was that. 10 points in seven minutes and leaving the Florida MVP chance, hitting a couple of threes like that was the 
the reserve reserve big man's uh version of Kobe scoring 60 in his last <laughs> exactly that that's a great tweet well it's not it's not untrue i mean oh no yeah. you think about I, that I it's haven't like i've been able to keep up on the social media too much just cuz was trying to get out of the arena and get back home. Oh yeah. Plus there's yeah, a game sure. on and you don't want to be the guy at the game who spends the whole time on his phone. <laughs> That's true. Um, Although you were on the you were on the thread tonight. A little bit. You, you did, not not too much. Work. There was some there was some fun stuff. Yeah. Um, I love the the speech he had at the beginning for the fans. Oh, yeah. That was great and yeah, this is the class guy. I mean, and clearly the city of Cleveland affected him and I, you didn't see it cuz you were probably driving home at the time but um, after the game, there was a really long interview with Fred talking to him and, you know, cause a lot of people said, well, Channing's probably just going to go back to Portland and reti- enjoy retirement, enjoy his family. But he did say, he said, I want to do that in the short term. He said, but he'd already spoken to, to Dan Gilbert and Kobe Altman about a possible, uh, position in the organization and they just have to work it out. He said, "He definitely sounded like somebody who was very eager and willing to come back to Cleveland in some capacity, whether it be, you know, on the team side or on the like announcing side." So, yeah, I mean, I think more than one person has made the suggestion that uh, that Mister Cavalier ought to retire, and that. Yeah. Uh, Channing Fry would be an absolute natural to take his place. Absolutely. So, I, mean, I mean, just you could, it was natural with him and Fred sitting there talking for about 15 minutes in this oh, yeah. post game. Inter- I want to, I'm hoping, I don't know when they're going to run it, but uh, I really want to see the full kind of interview session of, of the conversation between he and Kevin Love that they've been playing snippets of in the pregame. Um, you know where Kevin loves yeah. it. And did you see Kevin Love dancing up and down the sideline when? Oh yeah, <laughs> when Channing was hitting those threes, it was great. And that's been the fun thing. I mean, I think this season there's definitely been a joy to the game this year that was really I don't think we were expecting. You know what I mean? Oh like, yeah, you well, can tell, well, and it it certainly well it's it it definitely changed in the second half. Because that first half of the year was getting kind of bleak, and then well, the first you know three weeks were brutal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you had, I mean, the hangover from LeBron. You had that Atlanta game that pretty much got Ty Lue fired like two games later. Then you had the whole Jim Boylan age discrimination lawsuit, and you had, um, you know, Kyle Korver getting traded and. Larry Drew yeah. holding out for a respectable contract, which I'm not holding out, but basically, I mean, you got to say that Larry Drew handled it the absolute right way. Oh, yeah. He still coached the team, but he also made his feelings clear that it was not a very fair situation to just ask him to come in and coach the team and not get a pay raise. So, And even Larry yeah. Drew, after the game said, when they said, is this your last game as Cavs coach, he said, I hope not. Which, yeah. But he also said he kind of wanted to take stock of the season, and there have been a lot of... I'd, by the way, I would, I'd give Larry Drew at least another couple of years. I, I would definitely... I mean, he's, he's done a tremendous job developing these young kids, and I think a lot of the guys they would be looking at are guys that I don't know if would have the patience of a Larry Drew. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and 
Now, that being said, I certainly we all want Mike Longabardi to go. Well, sure. <laughs> I mean, My hope is that, that the Lakers hire Tyron Liu, uh and we'll get into the Lakers in a little bit. But oh, um, it, the, the fun never stops. Yeah. So uh, my 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 hope. My 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 true wish is that they hire Ty Lu. <laughs> if I had one Ty Lu can't. Wish. <laughs> yeah, if I can't, yeah, all the children of the world. No, um, but that they hire Ty Lu and that Ty Lu can't live without Longabardi on the sidelines with him, and he <laughs> steals him away, and then they wind up just uh, keeping retaining Larry Drew, and then he gets to hire the staff that he wants. Yeah, and hire a or, real or defensive James coach. Posey. I wouldn't be opposed to James Posey as a top assistant, or anything would be a yeah. step up from Longabardi. Yeah, anything, like literally, who, co- who, like you could probably find coaches in your your daughter's, you know, basketball league that that could coach better <laughs> defense than Mike Longabardi. So well, we the the girl that's the I'm sorry, not the girl, the guy that's. Uh, we actually have three head coaches for her team, which is kind of funny because we've all got these crazy schedules, so it's been hard to get, you know, three of us there on one night. But the guy, uh, that coaches her league is actually a former, was a McKinley coach for a long time. So. Yeah. Well, there you McKinley go. Canton, so he's actually That's really good. So. Qualification enough. <laughs> yeah. Well, but anyways. Yeah. And I actually have some funny, um, uh, girls basketball stories. So remind me at the end of the, oh, yeah, the I will. game or the end of the so, night here. So I don't know. I mean, look, they definitely need somebody who can come in and, and install some type of defense, but I don't know for all the people that are like, like clamoring for the Cavs to hire Luke Walton once the Lakers fire him, which they <laughs> almost certainly will. I'm not, I'm not buying that. I, I, I gotta I'm not say that wild on it. I, I like Luke as a person. I, I loved him as as a one of the Herculoids, but I don't know. Like I wasn't impressed with the job that he did in I, L.A. I, b- before LeBron showed up. So well, and you have to remember that Luke has coached a couple of these guys. You know, yeah. he had uh, Jordan Clarkson, Nance and, and Clarkson, Nance, right? yeah, yeah, for a while. Um, I I think it would behoove Luke to to take some time off or go be an assistant again um to kind of learn how to do it again I don't know um yeah well the name the name I've been hearing lately is this uh this assistant coach out of Portland who's supposed to be pretty good um well I've been hearing the guy from the uh Nuggets Right, who used to be the charge coach? Yeah, and I'm trying to look up his name. Uh, Jordy Fernandez? Yeah. 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 Which is interesting, but also I'm not 100% sure that there's a guy on the Nuggets staff I wouldn't mind seeing get another interview, and that's Mark Price. So, Sure. You know. Mark Price would be, I think, a hands-down fan favorite, but... Look, I, as long I don't know as it, if he's whoever fix the defense, but yeah. whoever whoever can get the most out of these young guys, and I mean, quite frankly, I feel like Larry Larry Drew. I almost called him Larry David. Larry Drew has this year. Uh, I, I mean, he's, he's look at the turnaround. He told Colin Sexton because Colin in the in the post game interview, Colin, Colin said that uh, Larry Drew had told him tonight. He said. Go out and get try to get as many assists as you can. Just do that for and me. And he had like, ten assists. 
He had 10 assists. Yeah. Now, a lot of that Season was high. feeding Channing at the end, who, who yeah. paid him off <laughs> going <laughs> going three assists. And Well, he did give him those bagels in the morning, too. So and The funny thing was that I think he had his 20-point streak snap, too, tonight. He did. He only scored 18. Which was great because the one thing I loved is he drove. He had a wide open, not wide open, but he had a pretty good look at the basket. And instead, he made a much better pass to Ante Zizic. Who, oh, that was a great play, yeah. That got him a dunk. And he was finding big men all night. Yep. Um, and really throwing s- some passes through some seams. I kind of um, feel like that was Larry Drew, Larry Drew saying, if I'm not back, I at least want the, want you to show everybody that you can be, that you can that. pass. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's not a bad lasting memory when, you know, Ja Morant might be a guy they look at drafting, you know. Yeah. It's true. So I mean, I still think they'll wind up with Barrett if if they wind up Yeah, third. but what if, what if they get the third pick and Barrett's gone, you know. I don't think you don't think they're going to take John Morant? I think I think the Suns need a point guard, don't they? Yeah, uh, but the other side. Yeah, I I don't know what the Suns are going to do, but the Suns. I think if Zion, if they're not things. number one, and or and they don't take, if they're not number one. If they if they're number one, they take Zion. If they're not number one, then I think they take Barrett. Who the Cavs? Yeah. I, I and that's not the first time I've heard that. So, yeah, but I mainly mean, because I think if it goes chalk, then I think it would be the Knicks would take Zion, the Suns would take Morant, and then the Cavs would take Barrett, and so on and so forth. But yeah, yeah, and but I don't know. I mean, look, I wasn't. I haven't, I didn't watch a minute of the March Madness this yeah, year. Yeah, I basically watched the last three quarters of the finals. So. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't watch that. I, to- no, I forgot, it was, actually I forgot really, it was on. I was, it was like, a "Oh, that's really right. good final game." Uh, it went to overtime. It went didn't to it? overtime. Yeah, it was. It was, and it was back and forth the whole game. So it it's was, weird. You would think I'd be more in, into the college game this year, but I just, well, I just couldn't bring myself to. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people have said that, and the one thing that you know I've said is I was like, at least the, at least you don't have teams trying to lose on. <laughs> True, <laughs> you know. It, so what challenge they call that point shaving? <laughs> that's right. Uh, back in Tulane with John Hunt Rod Williams. Yeah. Um, God, that seems like a long time ago. It was. And it a was. Long time ago. <laughs> 1986. Yes. Um, oh, so but back to I was Larry gonna, Drew well, yeah. for a minute. Um, oh yeah. Okay. So I just yeah I 100 percent agree with you that I mean I don't think it would be hard to ask for having gotten better development out of Chetty Osman. Colin Sexton and Larry Nance and Ante Zizic than they got this year. I mean, Ante Zizic has played into a great fringe rotation player, especially offensively. Yeah. Um, I actually think I think Clarkson got better under Larry Drew. I, I absolutely 100% agree. I mean, it may not always necessarily be reflected in the plus minus, but his shot selection got a little a lot better. He was more – he didn't break out of the offense as often – he kind of had a clearly defined role, and he had some moments where he played really good defense. Now, yeah. in a team scheme, he tends to get lost at times, but certainly his effort was there. And the guys... but when your team when your team scheme is stay pack the pack the paint and don't ever 
chase guys out to the perimeter. Yeah. Thanks, Longo. Then it's kind of hard to, yeah. you know, fit into a team scheme. I think if they got somebody who really knew how to how to strategize defenses, he he'd probably be a be a much more serviceable player. Just because he's got quick feet and he can stay in front of guys. <laughs> yeah, he, but I don't know if he has. I don't know if you can mix up coverages that much with Jordan Clarkson. I don't know if he's like a defensive quarterback type player. I don't know that they should, to be well, honest. Well, no, I, I understand what you're saying, but like be they've been trying defense, I know, but they they tried they tried early on to be that switch everything team still and they just didn't have the talent to do it. No, yeah, I know. Yeah. And but, teams were, were crushing them for a while they're playing zone against them. And yeah, it's like, and well, they they finally started to figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> and then Delhi got hurt. Yeah, yeah. So, I, although but, I heard he was doing better, Delhi, good with the good. the uh, concussion. concussion tonight. They were talking about it. Yeah. Oh, good because that that was scary. That was a little scary. Yeah, I didn't even see the hit. Was it a bad? Was it a bad hit? Not really. I I don't even think he left the game. Yeah. So just one of those just got him in the right spot and it lingered. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly, but concussions I mean, yeah, are unpredictable Drew, that way. Certainly, and certainly, the team seemed engaged throughout the season, and I think that was probably Larry Drew's biggest accomplishment. Well, yeah, was, I don't feel like that mentally anybody other than Marquise Chris was checked out on the season. But he's always checked season. out. <laughs> he is. <laughs> Would you read, so. did you read my uh my that he's gonna change his name to Mugu Gaipan? Yeah. In China. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, instead of quiche, because they're both baked egg products. The same thing. Yeah. No, I, I got that. I got you. Uh, I I'm I was really funny. proud of myself for that one. <laughs> no, but uh tonight after the game, Larry Nance, because I asked him about the year, he goes he goes, Look, this was a hard year. Like no one wants to lose. Yeah. You know, and I, I love Larry Nance because he's super honest when it comes to this stuff and he's very well spoken and, you know, he's a lot like his dad that way. Um, mm-hmm. But he he just he just said, look, because I asked him about Larry Drew, would you you know, how would you how do you feel about him? He goes, he said, look, you know, it, it, that's where it sort of started. Like no one likes to lose. And, you know, we ha- we knew this is going to be a tough year after Kevin went down and, you know, and he said, he was put into an unenviable situation, but he said, you know what? This is the, this is one of the best locker rooms I've ever been a part of. And that's, that's for an, he was for to say that about a 19 and 63 team. I mean, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Oh, I, I agree. And I think that, um, I, I mean, it, it shows for sure. I mean, you see how much this team enjoys being around each other. And I mean, it was all hugs on the sideline. It was all encouragement. You, you've got a rookie that's got a 20 point per game streak going. And he did not think twice about passing before shooting um, down the stretch. And to yeah. me, that is super that's the way you want your players to be you want them just deferring to the veterans knowing it's that guy's moment knowing that your time's gonna come yeah it's and i really i i mean it's funny because i was way i i love colin sexton when they drafted him and i was really high on the intangibles for the kid the work ethic the attitude the competitiveness 
And boy, he was very disappointing early. And especially, you know, the decisions he was making during games and, you know, the defense and the, just the unending stream of mid range shots, inability to finish. And he just turned his entire season around and was so even keeled personally, you know, from a approach to the game standpoint and never had a bad attitude, was all smiles, all enthusiasm the entire time. That kid completely grew on me, and I can't yeah. help but be a Colin Sexton fan. And that's, I think, the best part of this locker room is they have a lot of really selfless guys. Like Channing Fry, you know, embrace being a role player. Um, there's nobody on the team that got jerked around in terms of minutes and roles more than Larry Nance, and just the a passion of professionalism. Um, yeah. You know, no, all these, all these guys, even the yeah. guys that were only here for a short time. Yeah, like George Hill was a consummate professional while he was here. Oh, Alec Burke, and so was Cal Corver. Alec Burke, yeah, Alec Burke got traded twice. Three game in one winners season. in in like eleven games. Yeah, and yeah. No, look, I, I'm with you. I, I think it's a, it's a, it was a definitely a likable group of guys. It was as much as they lost. It was still it was more enjoyable than last year when they won the what, season for 40, sure. 48 games and still went to the finals. Like, yeah, I mean, last I'm okay, year's I'm okay with it as long as. Fun, but man, that regular season was just brutal. <laughs> the slog. This and this was a slog for the first half, but the second half there was that demonstrable progress that these guys were making, and you could see the difference when Kevin Love came back. And you were like, oh, now they actually have a, an off, a, you know, a, a way to stretch the offense and yeah. a, a big man with the passing and, and three point shooting and rebounding ability that Kevin Love brings to the table. And he's not, you know, he's a, he's a perennial all-star and you realize like, oh, this team might've been a whole lot different if he doesn't go down for 53 games, you know? So I don't know. I mean, look, it it was probably the best thing for them that they didn't try to be Charlotte this year. You know what I mean? Like try to like be that eighth or ninth team in the in the East because it'll set them up with a you know, with at least one and maybe two if they draft well with with the Houston pick. Um well, guys can think- contribute next year. So. I don't think if they had done that, you know, you're not starting Colin Sexton almost from the beginning of the season. Oh. And by the way, Colin Sexton became only the 13th rookie ever to play all 82 games. Yeah, he was the first one since uh, the second rookie in Cavs history to play all 82 games and average 16 points a game. Yeah. And you know who the first was? Was it Austin Carr? It was Ron Harper. Oh, was it Ron Harper? That's yeah. right, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, Colin Sexton <laughs> really, I mean, turned this season, his season around in the last, you know, third slash two-fifths of the season uh, yeah. since the All-Star game. So, I mean, just great job by him. A great job by Chetty. I mean, the amount of lineups that this team ran over the course of the year and the number of players, like, you know, we were talking about Alex Burks and Kyle Korver at the beginning of the season. Yeah. I mean, we we had a month and a half of bandit memes. 
Yeah. No, look, I mean, they they I'm had trying like... to think of other guys they had on the heat. Jaron Blossom game. Um, yeah. Uh, still Cameron on the Payne. still on the bench tonight. Oh yeah, Cameron. How about uh, uh, what's his name? McCaw, McCaw for three games for, <laughs> and and being investigated by the NBA over, yeah. over a guy who, by all accounts, is looks abjectly horrible. <laughs> horrible. Yeah. Which is which that's is what you do. You take shots on guys. You, I mean, they they had they traded. They traded for Stauskas, cut him, and then brought, brought him, back. him back. Yeah. So, who knows? I mean, I, I think you just – if you're in the Cavs situation, you just try to see what you can plug and play, what you can salvage. None of these contracts are long-term. You know, the only guys I think that are on the – that have contracts beyond next year are Sexton, Jetty, and, and Larry Nance. So, you know. It's you there's it's pretty they're and getting Kevin close Lee. to oh and Kevin right I forgot about Kevin yeah. but uh but still like that's that's a that's a good core going forward and you can just put guys around them and hopefully they can they can draft well and smartly and in another year or two they could be right back in the thick of the playoff race absolutely just in time for LeBron to come back for the third time and play with. <laughs> Play with Bronny in in uh, 2023. There you go. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm joking. I don't think yeah, that'll that, happen. I, I think LeBron know. will come back for one game and retire, maybe. But I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, who knows what LeBron's going to do? I don't think LeBron knows what's going to happen this summer. <laughs> I mean, well, he may not because the other big thing that happened tonight is uh, Magic Johnson turned a turned an, an interview into a an instant retirement declaration or not retirement but but he that he was stepping down resigning and quitting as the lakers president of operations and and did not tell LeBron, genie bus oh yeah genie or lebron or rob Polink or <laughs> the as as Tom is IMing me here, and Tom said he couldn't get on because he has no voice right now. Oh, okay. Um, he said, what a clown show. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, here's the thing. This guy went from saying, we're not going to do it like they did in Cleveland, to – I'm reading this right now on Sports – I paused this just for the, just to read this now. So the Lakers under Magic Johnson, a 42 – a 422 win percentage, fifth worst in the West during that span. Four different home losing streaks of five plus games. Failed to make the playoffs in all three seasons. That's Magic Johnson. Oh yeah, and as a Take guy a who absolutely killed previous regimes, like just completely <laughs> constantly undermined Mike D'Antoni. Oh yeah. Um, who, easy to easy to throw rocks when you're not in charge, but when you're yeah. in charge, then it all changes. Yeah, and the and, problem is, you when you bring in a guy who's a former agent to be your GM, which is mistake number one, and then you decide well, it's not necessarily mistake number one, but that person should. Oh, dude, certainly... Rappling is, is an idiot, and Rappling <laughs> is also the guy that. Oh, if, if and Corey Corey Huey will remind you, Rob. Blink is also the guy that lied to a blind man about Carlos Boozer. So <laughs> yeah, well, I was saying so in the vacuum, bring in an agent, not the dumbest thing, but that in- agent also has to kind of like learn the ropes. You can't just install him as the GM, you know. 
With, well, they with, completely lost control too team because infrastructure. Yeah, they got hijacked by Rich Paul halfway through the season, a- and by themselves. <laughs> well, they hijacked themselves at the beginning when they said, "Yeah, we're not going to do it like Cleveland did it or like the Heat did it." Because yeah, only because that only led to. I, I think there was a quote that came out of the Athletic that LeBron said when he originally heard Magic say that he's like, "Wait a minute," because. Four trips to the finals is not what you want. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, we're not going to do it like those places. It's like, well, dude, it worked. Like, this <laughs> yeah. is what you do with LeBron. He is a playmaker. You put shooters around yeah. LeBron. Yeah, you it's fine if you want to. If you want to give him off the ball. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, the dude is Magic Johnson now. <laughs> you know, uber athletic Magic Johnson. It just none of it made any sense. Not no, all of the all of those one year deals with the the literally the the biggest head cases in the NBA like and letting go guys that could have really helped you like I don't know Brooke Lopez the the best oh, yeah. shooting and, and the best shooting five in the game right now like <laughs> Jordan Clarkson Larry Nance yeah would you read that Larry or, Nance? or D'Angelo Russell like yeah. You imagine D'Angelo Russell now I mean, with we've the, had the this discussion. I don't think D'Angelo Russell that was in that Lakers locker room ever becomes the player he is now. I think D'Angelo Russell had to eat a little crow before. You know but what I mean? But they chose they chose Swaggy P oh, over I, I, D'Angelo not, Russell. Yeah, and Swaggy we, freaking P. And you know, and we beat this horse into the ground. I mean, oh no! The first... I'm just getting started. <laughs> no, I'm just saying this isn't the first podcast that we've oh, gone right. through this. But I mean, let's let's go ahead and just a couple magic quotes here. Um, what is he said? I had more fun on the other side than this. Now, tomorrow I would have to affect someone's livelihood in life. Yeah. He said. I thought about that and said that's not fun for me. That's not who I am. Uh, I was I happier when back. I wasn't president of the Lakers. <laughs> I want to go back to having fun. I want to go back to being who I was before taking on this job. <laughs> and yeah. then he didn't tell Jeannie, and it was like, I mean, that's nuts. Dude, if, 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 now, I'm not saying that Jeannie Buss is, is necessarily a brain trust either, but she's certainly smarter than her brother and most likely smarter than Magic. If I'm Jeannie Buss, I broom out everyone. I call David Griffin and bring him in and hire him tomorrow. And then, hell, just rebuild what they had in Cleveland. Bring in Ty Lue because LeBron actually respects Ty Lue. And go try to get, go try to get Kyrie in, in, uh, to come to L.A. in, in free agency. And just rebuild, wow. rebuild an older version of the, the Cavs championship team. That's what you should do. It's not the worst idea. I mean, especially well, – I, I defy anyone to give to to pre- present a better idea than that. I'm I'm not arguing with you right now. I mean, the I don't think they have a shot at KD. I don't think they have a shot at uh, Kawhi. Um, nope. New Orleans is on record saying they will never trade AD to them. So AD's not coming until LeBron's yeah. 36. Yeah, and although I think. If you go get a David Griffin and you are smart enough to keep your mouth shut and you let David Griffin do his job, maybe he can salvage that relationship. Because that's one thing David Griffin was really good with NBA relationships. And I don't think so. Not after what the 
the Pelicans owner said about I'm, I'm I'm not arguing with you there. I'm just saying if you're going to go down a road and you still want to look at that, that's the approach you got to take and divorce yourself from that situation. Let's Oh, well, the the thing that Griff could probably do that that these other guys wouldn't is come up with a palatable three-team trade that that the Pelicans could swallow. Yeah. Well, and the other thing that Griff did was you the the Lakers or the Cavs were a tight ship when yep. uh, David you didn't hear a lot of leaking there wasn't a lot of discontent there wasn't yep. I mean yeah you got the stuff later out of Rich Paul and and you'll always have that but boy you heard nothing from inside the org yep. that wasn't what they didn't want you to hear so. oh so Dirk Dirk just announced his retirement too oh good for Dirk I think he I, I was, ended with twenty six points. He and Wade, man, they go out on high notes. I, I was, I was, uh, I, I enjoyed the Dirk retirement tour much more than the the Wade one, where he wasn't. I felt like Ray, Wade was really milking it. I mean, with all the jersey swaps, the jersey swaps, and you know, and Dirk never officially said he was retiring. No, he just you announced know. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, until today, yeah. Right. And, so your your point being that he didn't milk it. He just was like, eh, I still got to decide. And then like comes down to it, he's like, yeah, I already decided. So yeah. he just didn't want the attention. He didn't want the every time you go to a new arena, they're yeah. giving you some fruit basket and playing <laughs> playing a, a, you know, a memories tape of of when you were young on their Jumbotron. Although I will say the Jumbotron uh, that Channing Fry got in uh for the Warriors uh, was pretty great. I think what did they say? He was one of among the top 800 scorers of NBA history. Yes. <laughs> yes. Say about the, give the hand to the Warriors. They, they at least have a good sense of humor. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think part of that is uh, Steve Kerr who. Is, yeah. I mean, I, I like Steve Kerr, the person as uh, Steve Kerr, the coach kind of drives me nuts a little bit. But he is also self-effacing, and he is very passionate. So, I if if he were coaching my team, I would like him a lot more than Ty Lue, who is at times criminally dispassionate. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think he picked up like one tech as in his entire Cavs career. It's still won a championship. He did, and so I cannot cannot fault him. So. Wow, Dirk played 21 years, man. That's, that's amazing. That's a cra- Did you hear about Vince Carter who's going to come back now? He wants to play next year. Is he really? Yeah, Good he, for Vince, he wants man. to play next year. How old is he now, 45? I think he's going to be 43. I think he was 42 this year. Right. That's amazing. But that, guy's a a, that guy's season. a marble. No, yeah. I know. I mean, he's he's got... If you got the ability to do it and, you, and, the, and the drive and desire to and, do and it, why, why not? And a role player? Absolutely. I mean... Especially for that team, like Atlanta's kind of a fun team to watch. Yeah, I mean, okay. So what were his stats? Forty-two percent from the field, thirty-nine percent from three, seven and a half points, two point six rebounds in eighteen minutes a game. I mean, that's a solid bench player, you know. Yeah. And yeah, which is funny because if you had said the Vince Carter that quit on Toronto was still going to be playing at forty-two and be happy being a role player. I think a lot of people would have been told you you're nuts. <laughs> yeah, that's so. true. So 
I, I mean, well, how do you think LeBron responds to all this? Like, how do you think? Um, I think. Oh wow, Steph just really twisted his ankle bad. Uh oh, why is he playing? Are they still I playing for? I don't something? know. They're playing New Orleans tonight. Yeah, but are they playing for something? Like, is there? I, yeah, they are. On the line? I think they want uh, home they want court advantage. Orleans. Yeah. Well, they want. I think they've already got that locked up, but they wanted. They wanted the advantage against Toronto because they can't get it against uh, Milwaukee, but they have it against everybody else except Toronto. Okay. And I think if they win, if they won their last two games and Toronto lost one, then Golden State would have the. Okay. Because I guess I mean that's important. You know, I mean no, you I... don't want to have have to go on the road to Canada. No, you don't. Milwaukee's one thing. Have to go down the road all hey, the way to camp. Oh, I wanted to ask you about the game. Did they show Clevenger? Um, yeah, yeah. Ah. They showed him wa- watching. What he's a still... bummer about him, man. Dude, it, I mean. After a fantastic start to the year. I mean, he hasn't given up a run in, twenty yeah. what, 22 innings. Like, the he guy's on... out for at least, what, six, eight weeks? They're saying, Francona said today, he probably won't pick up a ball for six to eight weeks. Which means he's probably out for three months. He's probably out till the All Star break. That sucks. Yeah, and they don't really. I mean, it's crazy because they have five really good starting pitchers, and then they don't really have a whole lot because Salazar's still on the DL, and, and they have that Cody Anderson who, you know, has been out the last two years with Tommy John surgery. I think it was Tommy John, but some really bad arm injury, and then. And it's just a bunch of young guys. Like even that Plutko guy is not healthy right now. So I don't know what they're going to do. They might just have to do like a bullpen game. The good news is they 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 got five more off days between now and May fifteenth. So the tr- the truth is they could probably get by with four starters for most of the time with a spot start here or there. But eh, it's it's a drag because he was pitching really. He was yeah. he was probably their best pitcher the first. Uh, Two weeks of the season. Yeah, the bummer. <laughs> Although he did look like a Pearl Jam roadie tonight. <laughs> he always does. He's got that crazy long hair. He sports well, that, not man. but not only that, he's wearing that like that knit hoodie thing that yeah, I'm sure smells either like patchouli or hemp. <laughs> sure. No, that's but, how he hey, rolls, I mean, man. What, that's how he. Ro- oh my gosh, I got a contact high coming out of the queue tonight. <laughs> it was. I'm sorry. Coming out of the Rocket Mortgage Field. House, no, it's still right? the Q. It still says oh. a Quicken Loans Arena on it the does. floor. As it long does. as it says that, it's that. Yeah. We're not. Start, let's let's not be. Let's not let's be not We're not going to call it that until until next year. So. <laughs> At least I'm not. Yeah. So yeah, it was definitely definitely a fun game and a bummer about Clevenger. But yeah, back to the Lakers. That that's a gong show. So what do you think LeBron does? Do you think he do you think he if I'm uh, LeBron, I call him and I say go hire David Griffin and get somebody that knows what they're doing running this team. <laughs> That's what I would do if I were LeBron. Because of you know he's got a good working relationship with Rich Paul. Um he's got a good relationship with LeBron. He doesn't run the team in the media the way Magic and Rob Palinka did. Um, he's not going to get in trouble for tampering. Yeah, and Jerry and Jerry West. Oh, did you hear Magic's comments about how he was so tired of being investigated for tampering? 
<laughs> well, then don't do it, Magic. <laughs> and like about like every time he got investigated and like. No, just, I didn't hear it. It's just a joke. Just everything like, he says, is, everything Magic Johnson says is a lie. I, he's, yeah, I. He did not acquit himself well this evening. <laughs> or ever. When has or, Magic Johnson ever acquitted himself well? Uh, as a Lakers point guard. <laughs> and that was how long ago now? I, exactly. When did he retire? 88? Yeah. No, I've never been an enormous Magic fan off the court. I mean, he he does very... I think Magic gets by on being magic a lot <laughs> and he has I think to show I up, think magic smile, shake some hands and then leave the hard work to other people how about this I don't think magic Johnson makes very good choices and I'll leave it at that <laughs> okay yeah I mean I, but I I think that Magic is a nice uh, person, and uh, he may be the Michael Scott of GMs. <laughs> That's yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, well, yeah, not so anymore. I I, not I would be suspicious that Rob. If I'm Rob Palinka, I'm. I'm not answering my phone if it's from Jeannie Buzz. <laughs> oh, Rob Palenka should be dusting off his resume, man. Like yeah. he's he probably needs to go back to agent thing. Yeah, exactly. He should probably go ask Rich Paul for a job. <laughs> well, I don't think Rich Paul had the greatest season either. So, and we'll just leave it at that. But yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but if you're LeBron, I, mean, I don't know what you do at this point. I think, yeah, you this is your moment to maybe have your closed door meeting with Jeannie Buss and say get Look, somebody in here that knows what they're doing and yeah. isn't gonna run this team in the media. <laughs> do the op and it's gonna do the opposite of what was done this past off season, <laughs> which is don't sign a bunch of one year head cases who are like not shooters. Yeah. Let's go out Let's let's go out. Let's try to make a concerted effort to get one of these. You know, let's not try to get all of them. Let's just try to get one. Hey, let's pick they, the one we want and let's go out. Vucevic and Kyrie Irving. That's sure. not a bad big three. I mean, Vucevic is a very good shooter this year. Does some things a lot better than Kevin Love. Sure. And and is a better defensive player. You know, that's not a bad trio. And I don't think that's an ungettable three. And if they get somebody smart in that can read the lay of the land before they start pitching these guys and pitch the guys that can actually get first, they might have a shot at them. You know, I think we talked about it last week. You know, Magic and Rob Palenka are going to go after the guys they're not going to get, and then by the time they get around to the guys that they that can they get, can they're get, gone. They'll they'll be gone. So yeah, yep. That's the point. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. Isolate, locate the guy that you know LeBron can can help you get, like a Kyrie, who now that they've made up. I mean, there's this whole not that I believe a word that Stephen A. Smith says, but he's he's the one out there saying 
you know, they've talked about it and Kyrie's open to it and, you know, and he's, he would be potentially excited about playing with LeBron again. I mean, they've made up. Well, and then the other great thing is this myth that all these NBA players want to go to these well-run teams and that these NBA players know who who, who the well-run organizations are (laughs) when teams are going to the Lakers and Knicks, you know, the two worst run franchises in the NBA. So, yeah. 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 No, look, that's it. These guys, I, I think Kyrie's all about being in the, being in the biggest market he can be. Well, work. and the other thing that Kyrie is about is keeping his name in the papers, you know, or in the discussion as often as possible. Sure. Except, except when he's tired of the spotlight. <laughs> yeah, which which is almost never. Yeah, or or as what was the <laughs> what did I say? He's he's he's. Uh, I had a quote last week, and I can't remember what it was, but yeah, he's one of the most insufferable players in pro sports. So yeah, and he's miserable too. Oh, did I tell you I watched Uncle Drew? Oh no! Why? Why'd you do that to yourself? <laughs> because it was on and. I enjoy bad movies, and but it was spectacularly bad. Like I was, yeah. There's like, no plot. No, there's nothing, and like the running joke of Reggie Miller not being able to shoot because he needs glasses that goes on for like 45 minutes, and it should have been 45 seconds. Was just or Shaq as the karate master. It's just an abysmal movie. Yeah. No, it's it's not good. No, it's not. And yeah, it it is it is awful. <laughs> yep. I mean, my wife watched it with me because she's like, "Oh, this might be good." And we watch it and we were like, you know, I had low expectations and it completely did not meet those expectations. Yeah. So, that that's my anti pitch for the week is if you want to see a truly truly yeah. horrible movie go see don't Uncle go see Drew. Uncle Drew yeah. no if you want to see a truly horrible movie see oh Uncle right Drew. yeah <laughs> now I'm trying to I'm just turning to the last two minutes of the uh, Rockets OKC game oh OKC's up one twenty two one hundred six no one hundred two one hundred two yeah you you, you missed Sorry. it you missed it too yeah <laughs> Sorry I don't have my glasses on that's it's okay a long day. that's okay. And they, and they just flashed to uh, Ante Zizic's dad, uh, Billy Donovan, uh, who who <laughs> who, who, who uh, Ante inherited his widow's peak from. Right. Oh, they did do a cool thing uh, when Fred was interviewing Ch- uh, Channing, where uh, they had he had a bunch of his um, multilingual uh, um, former teammates give him uh, messages in their home languages. So oh, they had okay. v- Vucevic in Croatian and um, uh, who's the Frenchy guy on the Magic? Doom? No, no on the Magic. Oh, uh, uh, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> the guy you don't Google his name. Yeah, um, exactly. Evan Fournier. Fournier, yeah. <laughs> uh, in French. And then... Um, and then they had, and then because they were in Orlando, they had Mozgov do it in Russian, which is awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was like shades of his Brew Garden commercial. And then, <laughs> get and the then, stuff out of here. I am yeah. hungry for the Brew Garden. <laughs> Throws the plate, and then, <laughs> <Backward> uh, <shirt. laughs> 
Yeah, exactly. And then they had uh, Jose Calderon uh, oh, okay. chimed in too. So it was nice. Well, it was uh, it was just funny to watch on the jumbotron at the queue. Oh, really? Yeah, and he got a big applause. Oh, nice. Which is the that's what I love about. I tell you what, I feel like this season was like the mouthwash for the previous regular season of. And the and the Cavs org and Fox Sports did a lot of you know reminiscing and you know celebrating the 2016 championship, right? Um, which I, I I felt like there was more of an appreciation now than there probably was last year, yeah, or, or even the year before because because well, they still had a shot about, at it last year. Well, and it was also about what's LeBron going to do, what's the future of this organization, right. you know the narrative was kind of held hostage and yeah. And so it was a lot of fun and, and they, this town still loves LeBron, which, you know, is, is great. It it speaks well of the town. Well, and also it's sort of, yeah, because people, there's a sense of gratitude still that, Hey, you know what? (laughs) Yes. You might've left and you might've left twice in, in, eight years or whatever, but he still brought us the championship. Okay, so this is funny. Do you notice the um, logo on the jersey of the Houston, of Houston, the, the huh? corporate logo, the ad logo? I can't see it. What, what is it? Oh. It says Rocket, R-O-C-K-I-T. Oh, that's funny. That's <laughs> Just funny. to bring this conversation full circle. Oh, my God. Oh my God! James Harden just pulled up like he got shot in the face. <laughs> See, you're like remember thirty seconds ahead of me. So, oh right, you watch. Stay tuned. Oh, did you see the big Russ three yet? Um, I did not. So, yeah, <laughs> it's right after the big Russ three. Oh, okay. Because it's so funny. Like, do we all know that Chris Paul's going to get hurt in the playoffs this year? Oh, for sure. Like he does every single year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I I just don't have a ton of faith in the Rockets. Although I'm super bummed about Denver and the Rockets moving all the way. Oh, geez. <laughs> Did you see it? Yeah. And Paul George is just irritated as hell. I don't know why Incredulous? when he does that, you don't actually because... just pop him in the throat. <laughs> well, yeah, you should get your money's worth. Yeah. I mean, Harden really. I mean, he's gone to like like a bad acting school or something. Cause, oh yeah, he's. But he, the refs always believe it. They always buy in. Yeah, I mean, between him and uh, Marcus Smart, like Harden's the worst offensive flopper, and uh, Smart's Marcus the worst Smart is the worst defensive flopper. Oh, no question. No question. Yeah, I mean, it's it's very obnoxious. Although a foul there wasn't the worst thing that could have happened for OKC. So. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, they were trying to foul people, somebody, anyways. But yeah, they just didn't want to foul him. So. Yeah, and and certainly not, you know, like that. Yeah, but whatever. He's a golden turd, and he gets. A- yeah. So except yeah. in the playoffs when it matters. Yeah, it looks like, and he I shows mean, down, and he disappears. I mean, it's looking like Oklahoma City could be the eighth seed. Um. That's crazy. They were just a third seed like two weeks ago. Yeah, well, that's how tight the West is. I mean, you go on a losing streak and you're out of it. I mean, 
and and San Antonio's got to win. I mean, San Antonio, L.A., and Oklahoma City are all got forty-seven wins. The Jazz are sitting on fifty. The Jazz were in second place or third place a week ago, and now they're in in fourth and could drop to fifth if the season doesn't go right. I mean, it's crazy that the West is going to be a war for sure, and the and yeah. the East. I mean, I'm just rooting. I'm rooting for. I'm rooting for the Pistons to win their last game because not because I want them to make the playoffs necessarily, but because for the first time in like, I think recent memory, every team in the East would be at least 500 or better. That's true. And, and you could shut some people up. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, look, the two, I mean, right now the two best teams in the league reside in the East. Yeah. And, you know, you go all the, way, all the way down to fifth in the East now that could be, you know, that could still be a six, seven, or eight seed in the West. So, Yeah, yeah and uh, the Indiana Pacers in Boston, I'm excited. I God, I hope the Pacers win that series. I just can't see it without, without Depot, unfortunately. Yeah, especially with Boston getting home field where they'll get every call. Well, and that's that was the key. Like Indiana really had to win a couple of key games down the stretch, especially that one that they kind of choked away against Boston. Yeah, because they they desperately needed the home court advantage with without Depot. But I don't know. I think it'll be a tight series, but I, I expect the Celtics to win it, and then we'll see if the Bucks can are healthy enough to uh, you know to make sure that they they stomp them. So. Yeah. Do you see, uh, so you got Brooklyn, most likely Brooklyn and Philly. Although that Although, could be any one of three teams. Did Brooklyn win tonight? Brooklyn, did they win? Let's see. Or are they playing tomorrow? They may be playing. I tomorrow. think they play tomorrow, yeah. Yeah. I don't think they played tonight. And I think they play the Magic. They might, which that's a big game because it, it decides whether you play Toronto game. or... Yeah. I kind of want Detroit to move up so Dwayne Casey can play the Raptors in the first round. <laughs> How cool would that be? Oh, that, that would, would certainly be a give lot the of fun. NBA That'd be a, a lot great, to, yeah. Give them a lot to tout. Oh, no, game. it's Although, Miami, it's Miami-Brooklyn tomorrow. So, oh, okay. And it's uh, Charlotte-Orlando. So, Right. Which is kind of an interesting game because Orlando is playing for playoff seeding and Charlotte is playing for its playoff life. playoffs, but the uh, the Pistons are probably going to beat the Knicks. <gasps> Did you see that? Oh, you haven't seen it yet. <laughs> Sorry, no, keep forgetting okay. I'm that far ahead of you. Yeah, it's the that the, was an insane play, right? That just happened. The the price of streaming. <laughs> what what is happening in your world uh, on your Harden's TV right at the now? Free throw line. So okay, watch what happens after. It's pretty cool. <laughs> So uh, you still got Toronto coming out of the East and Golden State out of the West? I'm still feeling it, yeah. No. I'm I'm going to pick uh, Milwaukee out of the East, um, but I still got – I just don't see a team – the only team – the funny thing is, is the only team – oh, wow. Did you see it? Yeah, I did. Yeah. One, 1. 1.8 seconds who left. That? Oh, One Paul point, George. Yeah, Paul George Paul in George, the corner. Who was at one point – has kind of gotten the clutch gene back a little bit this year. At one point, he yeah. was – what was he like? One for thirteen or something all time 
In he had a rough he had a rough stretch too for a little bit, and, but yeah, lately the last week or so he's really well. No, I meant like remember when uh, the Cavs swept him and he oh right it, yeah, it, and he was like the stat was he was like one for thirteen all time in game winning or dying situations, and he had that Gatorade commercial that everybody yeah. made fun of. That's so, right, but yeah, that was a big shot by uh, yep. Paul George, dark horse we'll MVP see. candidate. He's so not going to get my, it, but my guess here will be that um, Harden will Harden will act like he got shot and get for three free throws to win the game. <laughs> it, it should be interesting. Now, are is Clint Capella related somehow to um, Denise Schroeder? Because they both have the, the same the, the shock of bleach in the their same hair. shock of bleach in the same location in their hair. <laughs> I I I don't think so. Um, and Clint Capella, I don't know where Capella's from. I know Schroeder's German. Yeah, I don't know either. But uh, they should some they should someday Swiss. be on the same. Clint Capella is Swiss, so they are both Euros. So I didn't. Someday know. they should they should be on the same team and then get three other guys that also do that. <laughs> and they could just then that could be their thing. <laughs> uh, Rashid should coach. Yeah, exactly. Drew Gooden, he was always good with the hair stuff. No, but she'd had the white shock like that. Drew Gooden was always bald. Yeah, but that was natural, the she'd yeah. thing. Like so, he didn't color that. It was just like a, a crazy piece of hair that that grew white. So did you watch any or hear any of this NCAA 3 on 3 tournament? No. Like I, where did this come from? Like it, it's like a thing now. I don't know. I, I haven't been paying attention. And now they're going to have three on three in the Olympics. And uh, really, they're talking about it. Yeah. Did it come out? Oh, look, there's a shump on the bench. <laughs> shump just looks weird with no hair and a beard. Oh, I can't. He doesn't have the uh, the big high fade. No. Anymore? Oh, no, it's all weird. it's all cut off. And they've got a beard he's on the too. OKC bench. Yeah, that's one of my favorite like combined graphics ever where it's it's Shump's hair goes into or yeah goes into Harden's beard. <laughs> that, Have you ever that, seen that? that? No, I haven't seen that. That's fantastic. It's like though. it's like Harden up like like Harden on up top and then Shump down below and Shump's <laughs> fade slowly morphs into Harden's oh, beard. Is, he does Yeah. He he does look strange. Yeah, it's a very seventies look for uh for old Shump there. Yeah, he was almost unrecognizable without his hair. Shump, who had a decent first half of the season, but I think he's pretty much been buried. Well, yeah. I mean, once, because he was actually playing all right for the ah, King. Hard you see miss. the shot? Yeah. yeah Not by much. That was a pretty good no. look at it. Yeah, and that's, like, that's the thing. Even though they're the eighth seed, I kind of feel like OKC might be the only team that could beat the Warriors. Just because they kind of get in the Warriors' head a little bit, and yeah, it's it's a weird matchup. Yeah, but well, that also, that might this might knock Houston down to the three seed. Also, Steph Curry's actually hurt. Have you seen any more on that game? No, is he actually? I know he went to the locker room, but he went under his own power. It wasn't like he no. limped off the. Yeah, court. I don't know. I don't know. So, although, oh, I did hear that he is expected to play in Game One. Was the headline on ESPN? So, okay, yeah. I mean, but he's now got... they do have an excuse if they lose, and totally. 
you know they always need excuses. They're always dangerous with their excuses. Yeah. <laughs> they have they have a next level excuse game. <laughs> well, I mean Steve oh, Kerr is what awesome was the, making excuses. What was the quote I read today that was like the dumbest quote ever about how executive of the year is for what you do this season, not for previous seasons, and that's why um the Nets GM probably won't get executive of the year. And I'm like, are you serious? Like how many executives of the year did, uh, who's the Warriors guy that got it? Oh yeah. <laughs> like, I know you mean. For, for Steph Curry being drafted like five years earlier. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, that's it's all, it, yeah. it's so all who do you inside think's gonna get coach of the year. Um, that's a tough one. Cause there's a lot of deserving candidates. Yeah, and, and I, I mean, would have thought. I think, I think, I, I think that um, even though I wouldn't vote for him, I think uh, Budenholzer will probably get a lot of votes. I mean, they've got the best record in the NBA. Oh yeah, I think Budenholzer will get a lot of votes. Um, I think Malone probably would have got a lot, but their late season fade has probably hurt his chances, and. Uh, I mean, to me, my coach of the year, probably Nate McMillan, for as well as they've played since Oladipo went down. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He he's that that team's been really good. I mean, Nick Nurse, first time coach, first year coach. <laughs> yeah, I just hate his name. Hey. <laughs> I also yeah, I, he just rubs me the wrong way. There's something I don't like about him. Um. Yeah, I it probably. I tell you, I, I tell you who I wouldn't give it to, Brad Stevens. <laughs> this guy, this guy. <laughs> I also wouldn't give it to Brett Brown. Another. No, I'm like waste, Brett Brown. I don't space. think is the worst coach. I just I like Kenny. I like Kenny Atkinson. That guy's a, that guy's a good coach. For not for coach of the year, but he's no, he's on the coach? list. The the Nets. Oh, that's right. That's right. Sorry, I get him and James Borrego confused. That's okay. I tell you, I also would not vote for Quinn Snyder either because of the movie pulled on the uh, the Devin Booker fifty point game, no, breaking I that didn't up hear thing. About this. So what did he do? They uh, what are they? They I forget what it was, but it was it was something really petty where they like they like they like. Threw the ball. I don't know if they threw the ball. I forget what it was, but I remember hearing about it and thinking like, "Well, that's that's garbage." Like, so no, I got to pull it up now. You you jazz to foul, so Devin Booker can't score. So, oh, so he couldn't get to sixty points, right? With Phoenix trailing by twenty three. Yeah, it's like, come on, dude. Like, what what are you doing? Well, I think the other part of that is, yeah, that that is a little petty. It's weak sauce. Like it is. It is weak sauce when you're winning by thirty. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, it, you could make a, a case for Pop silly. for Popovich too. Like, I mean, who oh, thought yeah. Pop would would do anything with these guys? Like, every year he just seems to like pull, pull it out. It's out of his hat. But they I mean, they were thirty one. They were thirty one and nine at home this year. Well, and the how only... many different point guards that they have? They lost oh, yeah. Dejounte Murray. Yeah. Then they had Bryn Forbes. They lost him. They had that white kid. Not uh, his last name was White. And like oh, they've, right. they've just 
pulled out so many different lineup combos and uh, starters, and he's you know turned Rudy Gay into like not a horrible player, and yeah, yeah they've been fantastic. They they've won by taking advantage of the mid range game, which no one guards. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, which is crazy. I mean, good for them. So a a team that if they could now it looks like Oklahoma City's probably going to be sixth now. Although yeah, they have another point. game to play after tonight, I believe. I think mm. they have a game tomorrow. And uh, let's I mean, see. Um. Yeah, the tenth. Okay. See. Yeah, they play at Milwaukee tomorrow. <laughs> but Milwaukee's got nothing to play for, and they're going to probably be resting. But so. Yeah, and and Oklahoma City basically has to win to stay in sixth. So. Right. Utah plays the Clippers, so someone someone's not going to be close. Yeah, and both of those have teams, I believe, have something to play for. And then who's San Antonio play tomorrow? Uh, Dallas. They host Dallas. Dallas. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, San Antonio does have a shot to move into third. I don't know what the tiebreaker is. But, um, yeah, I would much rather... Well, and now Denver's back in second again after a Rockets loss. So I'd much rather play the Nuggets than the Rockets at this point. But who knows? I mean, I could see the Rockets with the wrong matchup getting upset in the first round. For sure. Especially because, you know, Chris Paul will get injured. You know, Chris Paul will get injured, and James Harden isn't going to get all the same calls. Nope. And nope. That would be something, and it would be good for the Cavs draft pick. Yeah, it'd be fantastic. Yeah. Anything that moves up the draft pick is all good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that was a good night for the Cavs draft pick. <laughs> yep, and a good night for just the Cavs in general. I, I yeah. aside from the 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 arena name change, which I thought was too soon, and and weird uh it was great to see them honor channing it was great to see you know his teammates having fun with him and so what's your i was gonna ask you which what's your lasting channing moment or image oh so it was was it him or richard jefferson that had the little kev it was um, him yeah, the, the, it'll be the little Kev uh, Snapchat. I think he created it, didn't he? Yeah, it was the little Kev Snapchat video where he's got his Mentos and his. Yeah. <laughs> that was just beyond bizarre, and just really was a fun moment from that season. I mean, I got goosebumps seeing him and RJ in the parade. I mean. And then, of course, on the court, it's that game against Atlanta where he just shot the lights out. Oh, yeah. What did he have, seven threes that game? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I think so. And and then, of course, the fries guys, or the yep. Channing's fries, and uh, <laughs> and all the fun memes, uh, deep fried. Yep. Uh, people bringing out their... Uh, their uh, Charlie Fry jerseys. Oh, yeah. They're, the handicap bag of fries. The yeah. hot fries. Well, you remember the... Uh, the Charlie Fry from the oh Browns. yeah yeah, yeah people sure. bringing back his jerseys yeah well I think mine is still going to be the 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 uh, the French toast article oh uh, let us enjoy this delicious French toast yeah 
Yeah, I mean, because it was... gave it gave such a different perspective on you know that whole experience because it kind of gave you a you know a, a peek behind the curtain and you just tell like Channing's one of those guys that just he got he he really understood that how they're playing a game and it's yeah. fleeting and he just had fun and yeah, you could and tell that he, he was really having fun embraced the opportunity with the Cavs and cuz one of the things about Channing Fry was he was a guy drafted by the Knicks um a lot of people thought they took him a little too high he ended up being a pretty good player for the Knicks got traded to a couple different teams and then when he was in Phoenix he was a guy that we kind of considered a advanced analytics all-star. He was had a really good plus-minus numbers offensively and defensively for Phoenix. And as Pop noted the other night, he kind of is one of the first real stretch fives yep. in the NBA. And um, just an interesting guy and then he got a big contract got a 32 million dollar deal to go to orlando and kind of never really lived up to it in orlando and i knew a lot of orlando bloggers that just couldn't stand him because apparently this the the word on him was he didn't put a lot of effort in in orlando and it was just wasn't a good fit and right and then i think he went to portland right yeah went to portland for a year and then the Cavs traded for him from portland yeah i think so and uh just really um, not the player, the player that I saw and the player that I'd heard about were two different people. And I don't know if his attitude changed when he came to Cleveland, but uh, much like J.R. Smith and much like uh, I'm trying to think, and Richard Jefferson, yeah. you know, you get to a new team, you've got a new slate. Um, maybe it's your chance to rewrite the script and it's also, you know, maybe what you heard, everything about the guy wasn't totally true and the, what you see doesn't match the, the, the book on the guy and it was really fun to see who he was, you know, the glimpse into his life and his personality that we got to see that didn't match what my expectations were and just about everybody on that Cavs team from, that run was that way. Yep. Uh, no, for except sure. for Kyrie Irving, who's, <laughs> whose reality was often worse than <laughs> expectations. It's funny though. You watch those videos back and there's been a lot of the, the re kind of going back and, and showing the 2016 stuff again. And yeah, I mean, he clearly was having a good time at, at various points of that. So yeah, it's he's he's you know he's disingenuous to a fault. So well, and I also know. think it's just he's one of those guys that's too cool for school. Like it's yep. just he can't admit he had a good time. You know, it's just he's he's got to sound like the smartest guy in the room. Which if you always have to be the smartest guy in the room, it usually means you're one of the dumbest guys in the room. Yeah, exactly. So, but I what are mean, you gonna uh, do? The, the Channing Fry and Richard Jefferson experience were both fantastic, and uh, well, really, I mean, you gotta figure Jr. will be shipped out pretty pretty ignominiously this summer for yeah. you know sent into a into a cap space yeah. for and then, you know yeah, for a leave, yeah. and what's left 
other than Kevin. Deli. Well, that's true. Yeah, I forgot because Deli left and came back. Um, yeah, this is Kevin and Deli and Tristan. Is anybody else? Yeah, Tristan. Tristan. And yeah. Ch- uh, Chetty was on the 2017 team. Oh yeah, 18 team. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, that's that's the list. Yeah. It it'll be interesting. It's not long. No, no, and and I can't imagine Tristan's here past the trade deadline next year. Yeah, I don't know. I it I I don't know what's going to happen with Tristan. I think I, Portland I, baby, I'm telling you it's Portland. That they need him. Portland. They need a big man like him. They do need a big man like him. And Nurkic is going to be probably missing most of next year. So, yeah. Yeah. And well, Myers would, as, think... as we've as we've established on previous podcasts, Myers Leonard Myers Leonard is garbage. So. <laughs> Well, My- Myers Leonard is a is a six seven foot two small forward. <laughs> yeah, My- Myers Leonard should be playing in China. Oh, speaking of uh, Vince Carter, he's he's on inside the NBA. So, oh, nice, looking good Go in, a, in a plaid suit. So, yeah, this uh, podcast probably getting a little long in the tooth. Um, well, it's our last one of the season, really. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, come we will have others in the summer, but oh yeah, and and I I imagine we're gonna when's the draft lottery? Let's figure that out. The draft lottery is May fourteenth, I think. Okay, so we got a good month. And then the draft isn't until June, late something. June, yeah, uh, like the third week of June. Yeah, like the twentieth or twentieth or something. Yeah, like and that. then we've got free agency, and then we've got summer league, and I got summer league. Summer League might be a little dull this year because I have to feel I'm I'm not sure it really makes a ton of sense for Colin Sexton to play in the Summer League this year. Well, yeah, but whoever they draft number one is going to be or with I mean if it's I don't think Zion will, but like if it's yeah. Barrett, he's if if it's Barrett yeah. or Morant, they're playing in the Summer yeah, League. Yeah, and whoever they get in the with the other pick, yeah. And I, by the way, I wouldn't count Colin Sexton out of playing in summer league. Not because the Cavs. I mean, if the Cavs tell him no, we don't want you get to get injured, maybe. But that kid loves to play and he loves to work hard. Oh, absolutely, I, and I would, I could see him doing it if they let him. Yeah, and to be in a structured environment, you know, he's going to be playing basketball anyway. You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, why not? You know, so. Yeah, and they'll have the whoever they take with the Houston pick too. So, you know, yeah, those those two guys and you know guys like Jaron Blossom game and Dang Adele and whoever whomever yeah. else. I mean, <laughs> he probably wouldn't qualify, but Marquise Chris could probably use a, a summer league. Mugu guy pan. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's not going to be in the NBA next year. I mean. I did want to touch on this earlier. Like Nick Stauskas and Marquise Chris got an were were gifted an opportunity of playing time in the NBA on this Cavs team yeah. uh, when they would have been buried on probably most any other team in the association. And you have to say that Marquise Chris did not take advantage of it. I mean, he just looked so ill prepared all the time. <laughs> he had one, one or two good games and early on. Like his first three games, he had some great games, and then just yeah, yeah. Stauskas, I felt, 
I mean, like Stavsky showed himself for what he is, which is he's a he's a guy that's a that's a great he he belongs in a system that can run floppy for him. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's a great like run to a spot and shoot kind of guy. Well, when he and tries the nice to, thing about him is he's a good enough shooter and a good enough straight line driver and finisher that if you close out too hard, he can go by you and get to the rim and score. You know, he's yeah, not, but but when he tries to break guys down, like, no, he exactly, more often than not, exactly. he like he's loses a straight line driver. He's not a guy that you want breaking down the defense. No, if he's smart, he'll try to emulate what Corver has done, what Joe Harris did in in Brooklyn, what you know, what a lot of these guys are doing. Just try to be that. Try try to really work on your catch and shoot game or your running off of curls to get open and get a hint of daylight and get really good at that and just practice the heck out of that. Then you're a, then you're at least a, a commodity. You're a guy that, yeah. that a team can see yeah, value in. Skill set. Yeah. Otherwise he's just going to be buried on a, on a bench and he'd be better off playing, like you said, in China or Europe or something like that. Yeah. I, I think he will end up in Europe next year. I don't think, I think he'd make more money in Europe. To be honest, Probably. I actually think he could be a pretty good Euro. I don't know, man. They built statues for you in China. <laughs> that is true. That is true. And they don't always pay you in Europe, from what I understand. So, Yeah, who knows? Yeah. But I mean, if you want a better league, the European league is better, clearly. The level of competition is... So much better. I mean, because you look at these Chinese league, it's like three NBA players and guys that would not be on any decent 4A high school squad. Right. <laughs> There's always room. There's always room. Good gravy. That um, Wade thing was ridiculous. Oh, yeah. That, that's extravaganza and heat, heat land. Yeah, and doesn't it seem like just yesterday he and LeBron and Chris Bosh were doing the not one, not two, not well, three? It seems like just yesterday he and LeBron were playing in Cleveland. <laughs> well, that was almost just yesterday. I mean, that was just yeah. last year. Yeah, and probably one of the bigger mistakes of last year was getting rid of him for Jordan Clarkson. <laughs> No, they didn't even. They didn't even. He they just let him out of his contract. Right, that's what I'm saying like because Jordan Clarkson was going to get more minutes. Oh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> like, maybe yeah, not. Yeah, <laughs> they probably could have used Wade in in that that in the finals. I mean that but from what I understand Wade was not a big fan of the coaching staff. So well, I mean <laughs> it's hard to imagine you would be. That Oh, Confederate that's cool. Coach. They had the it seems like the Dirk thing was much cooler. Well, yeah, because it was props and a lot more people were there. Like they had Steve Nash give him a hug. They had Dikembe there. They had that was kind of cool. Well, it's a difference between a guy, a guy re- re- retiring after twenty-one years as the greatest European player of all time versus the guy retiring as the what third or fourth best shooting guard of yeah. all time after fifteen years. Yeah. So. True. True. But no, I, I mean, look, it's not I'm not trying to diminish Wade, but clearly the way they went about their retirement oh, process Larry Bird and speaks, there. That's crazy. Speaks volumes, right? I mean, like for Wade, it was the year it was for Wade. It was the Derek Jeter retirement tour. 
And for for Dirk, it was more of the the Tim Duncan. I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. Although I think probably the Tim Duncan final game was probably the coolest. Like that playoff game where Pop just put him in at the end, and that was kind of let him have his moment, and yeah, not a ton of true. fanfare. Uh, that that was a cool. That was definitely cool. So yeah, I uh, I I did I I do kind of want to go back and see some of the highlights. So I'll probably catch them on YouTube tomorrow of uh, of Dirk. Yeah. And although the Wade thing didn't look terrible, although it made me wish that Pat Riley still dyed his hair because. The white-haired Pat Riley is a little disturbing. Uh, any Pat Riley is disturbing. <laughs> the sockless yeah. curmudgeon. The sockless the, curmudgeon. That's what you yeah. call him. That's right. The Gordon Gecko of, of the NBA. Yes. Greed is good. <laughs> the disease of more. That's right. Yeah. Though, yep. like when he, uh, didn't he copyright the phrase, uh, Three Pete, yeah, and <laughs> didn't win it. I liked it. I liked that he just wanted to retool. He, what, five years later, is still retooling. <laughs> well, part of that was what happened with Chris Bosh, which I would not wish on anyone. So they shouldn't have resigned Chris Bosh. Houston was was going to make him that huge. Well, offer. yeah, but you don't know that blood that blood clot thing is going to happen. Regardless, so. Chris Bosh was never the guy that you keep around. They made the mistake by letting Wade go. The the first time they should have just paid Wade. Well, but you forget, and I think a lot of people forget Wade had like three, four years there where he could not stay healthy, and it just looked like his knee was. Oh, I remember. Be right again. And I remember. Bosch was a much more consistent player. Um, I was never a big believer in Bosch's game. Well, I, I didn't like him when he was in Toronto. Well, I, I always thought I always of thought the three guys, player. he was like the he oh, was like the worst yeah. fit. Oh, and and I think from a team chemistry standpoint, I mean, Udonis Aslam was probably who who, by the way, probably got shortchanged by this whole weight. <laughs> oh yeah, because I don't think he'll be back next year, and hopefully. Oh, I don't know. Haslam's always back, isn't he? Like, That's true, and maybe he'll be back just so he can get his retirement tour. <laughs> yeah. Udonis yeah. Methuselah. Uh, who was the guy that played for uh, uh, the Thunder Forever? Thunder Forever. The the guy that had his jersey retired this year. Oh, Collison. Yeah, he's 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 Miami's uh, Nick Collison. <laughs> Udonis I Adams. guess. Although Udonis Haslam was always a a good enforcer to have on your team. So yeah, no Haslam's been around, man. Well, plus the other thing, he was the guy that lost all that weight. Remember, he was like up over three bills in college. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, he has been around forever. Crazy. Well, anyway, uh, anything to pitch? I don't have any. I don't know if I have anything. What do I have to pitch? Um, I did have something. Well, Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, have you have you been able to watch any yet, or are you just excited about? I've that? been I've been uh, slowly binging my way in, oh. to, to catch up. But oh, the season two of Barry came back with oh, this okay. with the final season of Veep. So okay, both really good shows. Have you checked out Barry yet? The, oh yeah, I watched the whole first season. I haven't yeah. watched any of the second season, but yeah, the first season was fantastic. 
Yeah, first and, two and episodes super, so far. Of... Super approachable because I think it's only like eight episodes and they're like a half yeah. hour. Yeah. Yeah. But like the yeah season first two episodes so far of season two have been great too. So yeah, just... and Bill Hader is it, it it's a role that's made for him because Bill Hader is a guy that can do comedy and do drama, and he's doing both in this, which is yeah, it's just pretty great. And then uh, and then we're like t minus three weeks away from uh, Avengers. Avengers, yeah, I bought my tickets. Got my yeah, me too. Got my tickets for Sunday morning i figured there'd be a little there'll be fewer people in costume there then that's probably <laughs> probably true yeah uh, anyway. uh, but yeah yeah i don't have much else to pitch just I don't, I don't excited i'm excited about the nba season being over for me because i'm probably not going to watch too much in the way of playoffs i'm, I'm going to watch the playoffs as a fan and not as a Cavs fan which i think will be fun for the first time in a while and but it will be fun yeah i i don't feel as if i have to watch every game and well, maybe i'll try that at least for a couple of games yeah i mean well and especially as the playoffs go on i mean you know watch the elimination games <laughs> you know don't watch toronto in game 1 no <laughs> Yeah, It'll be I, interesting to see if Toronto can actually, you know, shake the – now that there's no LeBron, now they have Kawhi. And no Dwayne Casey. And no Dwayne Casey. I have to say, the the thing that – I mean, Gasol's been playing really well for them lately. Yeah. And, you know, you forget Kawhi took like, what, like 20 games off this year just yeah. for load management. Because <laughs> what are you going to say? Like, hey, we want you to stay Kawhi. Really do whatever the, Do whatever wish. you want. They would just use the term rest because load uh, management load is, management so load much better is a load of, of yeah crap a horrible how how did we get to this point wasn't wasn't Adam Silver saying like you can't rest your stars and now all of a sudden we have load management like what where did this how did this happen because Adam Silver as Tony Kornheiser says is basically spineless aliens in LeBron's pocket. <laughs> <laughs> LeBron just keeps him in his pocket. I mean, yeah, he kowtows to the players to a ridiculous degree. I mean, when you are casting shade on your own all-star game. <laughs> That's true. Like, like, what are you doing? Like, that, I, it, your owners cannot be happy about that. No. <laughs> nor, no. Nor, nor should the networks be happy about that. I, I, I have think, to say, though, I think, I think, Going forward, after this, because this is this feels to me like the last year of Golden State as a heavy favorite against the the field for the championship. After this year, I I mean, see, it really does seem like KD is going to move on, probably probably to New York. It really does seem like the balance of power will shift and become really kind of a, anybody's game for at least a year or two the issue for golden state is going to be uh sean livingston's actually talking about retiring because well he hasn't done much this year anyways no and i think he's kind of his body's kind of given up on him and iguodala's hurt all the time and not the player he was their biggest issue is if they just have the big three and they got to pay out the nose for that big three, who else is going to be on that team? 
Like, oh my God! Is David Lee? No, I thought David Lee still played for them. No, no, there's he's... a D. No, there's no, a D. Lee back. That, no, but there's a D. Lee that scored twenty points for them tonight. I, I think I he's the guy that Ben wanted them. Damian, Damian Lee. Lee. That's who. Yeah. Ben was big on him, and was like, "How did the How did the uh, Warriors get that guy?" So yeah, like like they got Quinn Cook, former Cav, who scored nineteen points tonight for yeah. them. Well, that yeah, yeah. And you, I, for, I always keep forgetting they have, still have DeMarcus Cousins, although he'll be somewhere else. He's the guy, I think, if they don't, the Lakers don't make a smart hire in the front office, they will wind up with. They'll wind yeah. up with Boogie Boogie, and, like, Jimmy Butler, and that'll yeah, be a disaster. I'm trying to think of who has cap room that always makes bad decisions. And <laughs> The Knicks? The Knicks? Yeah. Yeah. Have you heard the rumor on KD and Kyrie? <laughs> no. They both want to sign with the Knicks, but they both want the other one to sign first. <laughs> <laughs> That's classic. And and that yeah, that is a team I could see ending up with DeMarcus Cousins. Although, you know, it'd be the ultimate is DeMarcus Cousins ending up back on in the New Kings. Orleans. No, on the Kings. oh, in the Kings. Yeah, <laughs> that could happen. That by I, the way. Oh yeah, that would be that would be the ultimate. Yeah. So, I I no, but. Boogie seems like he's to me. Boogie seems L.A. bound because a I think he's going to wind up being the only guy that LeBron can cast in Space Jam Two, and then <laughs> and then I think he'll that'll just naturally grow into what but Boogie's going to be. But did Cousins once say that the person he'd like to play with least is LeBron James? Yeah, but what choice is he going to have? Well, like, who's offering Boogie a max deal? Uh, no one. Except the Lakers. Now, although, yeah. Well, and the funny thing is, is but they can't sign and trade Boogie. Like, no, I know he's, he's just a straight free contract. agent. Yeah, and that's the one thing about the way his deal went down is like, if he could have signed a one-year deal with the Pelicans, it might have made more sense because they would at least have his bird rights. But yeah. Although I could also somehow see possibly Boogie ending up in Boston. Yeah, that think, nah, probably not. Maybe I Atlanta. Still, I still think I still think that Boston will be depending on what happens in the playoffs. If Boston gets washed out, I think they could. I think they'll still make a make a play for for cousins or not cousins for uh, Davis. Oh, I think so too. Yeah, which actually will make their draft picks a little better. But yeah, yeah it'll it'll be interesting. I mean, they still have a shot at a a two through something pick because they have the Kings lottery pick unless it ends up being number one. So right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I could see Boogie ending up. I'd see Boogie ending up in Charlotte possibly, although I think they don't have the cap room. What about here's a weird team or Chicago be, or Atlanta? Well, I was actually thinking Orlando because if they lose Vucevic, they're yeah. going to need a big. They're going to need a big man. Yeah, and he he might fit in nicely with the other pieces they have there. Yeah, or Dallas. Dallas loves overplaying, overpaying big men. Although but I they have Porzingis already though. Oh, that's true. I forgot about that. And I got to think that Rick Carlisle would be diametrically opposed to that. 
I mean, that's if Porzingis doesn't end up in jail for the, you know, allegations. So, uh, yeah, I'm with. Has there been more released on that, or was it just the initial story? And just the initial, just the initial story. But apparently, Dallas was made aware of it when they made the trade. So maybe it's been around for longer than yeah, we know. And, and I'm not going to comment. <laughs> no, I'm not. Com- I'm not yeah. saying one way or the other. I'm saying like it's. It remains to be seen what the fallout of that is. That's all. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know. By the way, Golden State might might just bring him back because you feel like they they have Steph on a max. They'll I, probably overpay to keep Clay. I get so, a feeling like Boogie wants a payday though. He might want one, but someone's got to be willing to give it to him. Well, That's why I keep going back to the Lakers because I I feel like he's the perfect fallback max deal for the Lakers because yeah, they're I, stupid. But if they are smart and hire. A David Griffin or someone that knows what they're doing, they won't fall into that trap. Yeah, that, there's other teams though. I mean, Dallas. Oh, they Dallas isn't going to do it, but um, the Bulls and the Hawks are teams with cap room that are going to have a hard time getting free agents to sign with. They're them. not going to. They're not. They're still rebuilding. Like the Hawks, maybe not, but like the Hawks have John Collins. Why would you want Boogie and John Collins? Well, like, you can he, play Boogie at the five and Collins at the Collins has been playing at the four. Yeah, I don't know. I don't see it. I think Atlanta doesn't seem like they're that they're dumb. looking to well or looking to structure things yeah. that way. Either. Now the Bulls. This seems like a classic Bulls. <laughs> But they have marketing, and they've got. I mean, they feel like they've got a lot of these guys. Like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And I don't think they want to be in the luxury tax either. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of these teams are just like, we gotta got to rebuild. Carter, build. yeah. What about, about the Nets? The Nets might be a good. I don't spot think that a Nets are dumb enough in an organization to <laughs> pay boogie. Yeah, maybe not. But they need a center. They do need a center. Although I think Allen is pretty is decent. And he's he's only, decent, but he's not a scorer. I mean, he's no. just a defensive guy. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting know. to see what happens. Uh, U- yeah. Utah beat Denver, so they keep the pressure on uh, Ooh. Uh, the the Blazers for the fourth spot. So. Well, it saves Houston from falling out of second, right? Uh, yeah, that is correct. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, maybe I will watch a few games. <laughs> Did you hear see Anthony Davis shirt? Yeah, the that's all, that's folks. all folks. Yeah, I think he's probably just trying to be funny, but he's definitely getting roasted for it. I I also feel like he's one of those people that thinks he's funny, but he's not really funny. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe that's his. You know what that is? That's him saying I'm going to be in Space Jam too. <laughs> oh, I have no doubts that he's one of the guys that's going to be in Space Jam too. Well, that's all, folks. That's totally from the yeah, the that's cartoons, true. right? Yeah, it's going to be him and Muggsy Bogues, <laughs> or Kemba, because he's like this version this year, the generation's version of Muggsy. Yeah, Bogues. who's uh, is there anybody super tall in the NBA anymore? Like, uh, like Mozgov. Moscow. <laughs> next well, Ma- year, next year, ball, 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 ball. I was gonna say, or who's that guy that? that there's another guy that was seven. Oh, six. Boban. Is it Boban? Like oh, can we get? If we could get Boban, we need to get Boban in Space Jam too. That yeah. would be. That would be. I would pay the price of admission. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. No, dude. That's that's gonna be a bad movie too. Well, yeah, I hope Bill Murray's in it. 
Also, have you seen? Oh, that's the one. Have you seen the preview or know anything about? Yeah, the, the dead, the movie? dead don't die. Yeah, yeah. Have you, it's supposed to be really good. Yeah, I want to. That's what I'm pitching. I want to see the dead don't die. Uh, Jim Jarmusch's zombie movie with Adam Driver and um, Bill Murray. Oh, have you been watching that? Um, Things we do in the shadows. The, I haven't seen the new show. I love the movie. The movie is the show is hilarious. Okay. Like the show is it's in the same it's oh, all the same guys started? that created the movie. Yeah. It just okay. started. It's only two episodes in. Okay, yeah, because the movie was so funny. The yeah. movie is probably I would say one of the funniest movies come out in the last two years, two, three years. Yeah. Well the show is by the same people, so it's it's equally funny. Well, I mean in that that movie basically got Watiti the uh Oh yeah, Thor Ragnarok deal, which is Thor Ragnarok is probably a top five Marvel movie. So, yep, no question. <laughs> well, on that note, we should probably. Uh, oh, probably you! Oh, you, we probably ran out of time for your. your oh, I was just getting no. So basketball yeah, story, basketball right? story. So, this league that I'm in is like so poorly run. Um, so they started the league the week before spring break which is like the absolute worst time to start an elementary school basketball league. Oh, so yeah. like we're running practice. We've got like seven girls on the team, but I'm running practices with like three girls, three and four girls. So you can't actually put in an offense or do anything. And then of course we have three head coaches, but only one showing up per. <laughs> um, so I'm thinking we're just going to get destroyed um, in, in our games because I've coached a lot of the girls on some of the other teams Right. And like, I, there's some of them are really good. And so we get to our first game and we'd, we'd put in an offense the last practice and had about six girls. And I'm like, okay, we're going to do okay. Well, we've got this girl on our team named Kobe. <laughs> <laughs> and, and she is aptly named, but she's like literally scoring every time down the court. So like two minutes in, it's 12 to two. And I was like, well, I guess I don't have to worry about getting our butts kicked. Right. And but and at that age, if you have one player that is really good, it makes it, you know, it covers all your wards. You got to you got to get her to say just one time say pass, get the rebound. <laughs> well, she did have some Kobe assists. <laughs> nice. But um but the funny thing was, so I've got another girl who I coached earlier this year year and she doesn't pass either and those are those are our two best players but we were killing this other team we were up like 20 to 4 and the funny thing about it was we were playing really good defense but the problem was is nobody was guarding their own person so i had to like literally yell at her like stop leaving your person and stealing the ball <laughs> because i we've got to at least give this other team a chance but so she, she, it was just crazy, and that is crazy. And and finally, I was like, I had to like put in the uh, the the Hoosiers three pass rule. <laughs> nice, just <laughs> just making everybody crazy. And then of course, my daughters, who got super nervous for some reason, scored a bucket on her own basket. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Do you call her Ricky Davis now? Um, no, she didn't get the rebound. Oh. <laughs> so yeah it was it was quite an adventure but it just goes to show you like even if you sometimes when you think you're going to be really bad you might not be really bad because you have a couple good players so it, yeah. it, it, 
elementary school basketball is is something else. So yeah, but we, I had my Kobe moment. So, but actually, she's a super nice girl, and um, I as always, it coaching kids is unbelievably rewarding. So, what's is she? Is she number eight or number twenty four? Oh God, um, I don't remember. <laughs> I gotta look next time. I'll look. So, <laughs> all right. And as always, go Cavs. Go Cavs. Thank you for listening to Cavs the Blogs podcast. Check back soon for some more fun with your favorite blogger. There's a fire. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.